still my soul. Hey everybody, this is Phil. Welcome to our Bible study podcast. At the end of this study, please take the time to subscribe to the Glen Springs Church YouTube channel and check out our website. Also, if you live in the Gainesville, Florida area, we would love to have you visit us in person. For now, let's open up the Heavenly Library and may the words of the Holy Spirit sink deep into our hearts. Thanks for joining us. In every We are back with another study from the book of Ephesians. I'm Phil Robertson, joined by Mark Lloyd Sr. And Mark, as always, good to see you. It's good to see you. Hadn't seen you for a while. Well, yeah. Since we had lunch together, it's only been about 15 (laughs) minutes ago. Well, it's good to see you got the memo with the Navy shirt today. That's right. I got that. Yeah. I thought you said long sleeve. (laughs) Well, listen, this is Florida. We, I don't have many long sleeve actually. Uh, still got to stick it out the next few That's weeks right. here. Uh, but I want to say something before we actually get into this. Um, it's just always a pleasure when somebody comes up and says, "Hey, uh, I've been listening to you guys, been watching you guys." That is so uplifting. And uh, this past week, I was just eating dinner, uh, and somebody from the community just came up and said, "Hey, been listening to you guys and really enjoying wow. it." So. Uh, that means a lot. So to everyone who is out there, whether you're watching us on the YouTube channel or listening uh, via the Glen Springs Church podcast, thanks for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate that. And as always, and I know I can speak for Mark, we appreciate so much your interest in spiritual things. And so that's very uplifting to us, especially when you reach out to us. So God bless you and in your studies of God's Word. All right. Are you ready? Chapter 2. All right. We're getting into Ephesians 2, and uh, I'm going to read verses 1 to 10. We're just going to read the whole thought, but if you've been following us for any time, you know we're not going to get through all that. That's not exactly our goal to try to race through the material, but we thought it would be good to see the whole thought each time uh, we read it together. But I think it's also important, Mark, that we remind everybody, even though our Bible has a clear chapter break in it. Shouldn't be there. It, it's, Paul wrote it with one continuous thought in mind. And if anything, the only really break you would have in the book of Ephesians, in my opinion, would be at the beginning of chapter 4. Yes. Uh, because chapters 1, 2, and 3, and I believe we've said this before, center around how our Heavenly Father views us and our relationship with God. This is that relationship that we have with the Heavenly Father. I'm not opposed to, like in verse 11, we're going to have a therefore. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm never opposed to a break at therefore because that's, sure. that's saying, I finished my thought. Now what I'm going to be doing predisposes what I've right. just said. But therefore, but here, this starts with and, which right. means it is connected to, tied to whatever is being, being said. And in chapter 1, we have all those spiritual blessings uh, that are mentioned. And then Paul pretty much leads us in prayer. And this is his prayer for the Ephesian brethren and for us. Yes. And it's a powerful prayer to emphasize our relationship with the Lord and to remind us what we have in Christ. So this brings us to the end. Yes. Okay. Ephesians 2, and I'll begin reading in verse 1. And you were dead in trespasses and sins 
in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, in the passions of the flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I tell you, if you were going to take the salvation story or just the whole Bible story and put it in one simple nutshell, just put it in 10 verses, that would probably be it. Yeah, he takes about half of this to tell us how bad we were, and then he takes the other half and says what, how good we are right now in Christ. And that's exactly what he's doing here. And it's funny that he starts out as, as an and in verse 1 because he's just told us the great things we have in Christ and this and is a coordinating con a conjunction that means equality. So he's saying there, how great you were in Christ, how bad you were without him. And, and, it's, and that's such a huge contrast. I mean, we're, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're, we talk about a scale, yes. thunk, it's yes. not even close. That's I mean, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't like here, you were only a little bad. No, no. you have Christ. This is where you were yeah. without it. Yeah, and this isn't like parallelism where you lay no. something alongside. No. You went, no, no, no. This no. is just night and day. This is That's polar exactly. extremes. I mean, he, he could have said, but there mm -hmm. to me, just as easily as he could have said, and, but this is where you were. When you hear that term uh, in, in this day and age and you're going along and then somebody says, but to you, yeah. you know something's bad about to be coming or something different. He hit them differently here. He's saying to them, this is who you were. This is what you were before Christ came into your life. And just see where you were. Well, the, the but, though, in this passage is a great but yeah. uh, in verse 4. And yeah. I, we'll talk about that yeah. a little bit later. But I think it's important that we grasp just what sin is. Is and he describes it here very nicely, and, and it's important for the rest of the study uh, that we see this because, in my opinion, Paul is going to go back to it when he talks about our relationship with others. When you get over to chapter four, uh, especially verses thirty-one and thirty-two, when he talks about forgiving one another, and how do you do that, and why do you do that? Just as Christ or the Lord yeah. forgave you yes. uh, in Christ, so here here is. Man, here's every one of us without the Lord. We're dead. And that's why he actually puts it. There's life and death you see here. This in is that basically contrast. Romans 7 all over again in a smaller amount of comparing 
who you are with the Spirit, what you are without the Spirit, uh, and your flesh. And that's exactly what he's saying here. This is who you were without Christ. Christ, And he can't put it any more succinctly. You were dead in your sins. Uh, you know what's kind of interesting, Mark? Uh, I didn't mention this to you before we got in here, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Clearly, he's talking about those who, before Christ, were living in sin. And, and they're dead in that lifestyle, and we see that. In fact, some translations, like the NIV, said you follow the paths of the world or the way of the world. King James, you walk according to the course of the world. Uh, it, it's a way of life for those without Christ. But yet, even when we're in Christ, we still sin. We, we still stumble and don't walk in a manner that's exactly like our Lord Jesus. However, that's not the person he's talking to here. Is, is there a difference in the sin? Is there a difference in the nature of it? Is there a difference? I would talk, when you start saying nature, maybe we go back to our nature when we start sinning. Uh, we may forget or uh, for a time not think about that relationship we are with Christ. I look over at First John where he's talking about you're trying to walk in the light, mm -hmm. but you still may sin. And he says there, don't say that you're without sin because you're not without sin. But then he starts talking about habitual sin in, in chapter 3. Those things that you go on and doing continuously, I think you're going back to this thing that he's talking about here. If you're staying in continuous sin, you are going back to that natural fleshly person that you don't have Christ, you don't have that spirit within you. But yes, we can sin, but it's not the intent that you have right here. This is, you wake up thinking about it. You wake up wanting to do these things. That's what... That's what this kind of sin is. You have no regard for God. You have or no regard for God. And in your so life. I'm looking to see what I can do in this life that's fun. Uh, and many things that are fun are sinful. It's not saying that everything that you do in life has to be sinful. It's not. This is a great life. And we can do a lot of things. But a lot of things people that consider to be fun and amusing and entertaining can then become very sinful if we let it go to the lust of the spirit and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And that's where these people were. You were in your trespasses. Well, where we all were. Yeah. Where we all were. That, yeah, yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's everybody. Yeah. Anybody without Christ, that's where you were, that's where you are. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we could be reading this to the world today. This is where you are. Yeah. You're dead in your trespasses. You're dead in your sins. And I can relate. I've been there myself. We've I know what this is like. all been there. Mm -hmm. And we have to fight that even if we're in that relationship with Christ now. We have to fight that continuously because the flesh is always there. That's what Paul is saying in Romans 7, that he has to fight continuously. <laughs> the, things, the things I don't want to do, I, I do. I, I do the because that really flesh do, is yeah. there yeah. and that it's drawing me. And he's saying... I have to be aware of that. I even have to buffet my body right. not to do those things. So all of us have to be wary uh, not to be wanting to fall back into sin. Uh, so then your emphasis, I love your answer there, thank you, um, is on the word walked. 
Yes. It, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Uh, yeah. And so it's it's that desire. I, uh, this is from the Message Bible. Um, the Message, if you're not familiar with it, is more of a uh, commentary Bible. It's not a literal translation. So uh, read with that in mind. But here's what the Message Bible, uh, or here's how the Message Bible reads on this verse. You let the world, which does not know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lives, or simply here, you filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience, unquote. I thought that was a powerful way to put it. <laughs> you let the world who doesn't know anything about living tell you how to live. Commentary, commentary. But it's really kind of what Paul is saying here. If you choose to live without God, you live without Christ, then you're a dead man walking. Yes. And there's no life really in that because life without Christ is no life at all. I think we have to be wary of terms in Scripture. Uh, world is one. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that the world is bad. Is bad. Yeah. But when you use it in contest and in contrast, to living with Christ, then the world takes on a bad connotation. When you're talking uh, about um, this kind of activities, when you're talking about the flesh, those terms take on a bad connotation. If you're walking according to the world, if you're walking according to the flesh, then those are bad connotations. And each of them doesn't necessarily mean something evil in and of itself. But if you're contrasting then the course of the world is bad. If the core and walking according to the flesh is bad. Yeah. He's going to actually use the word walk. The word walk comes up uh, often in the yes. epistle. Uh, we certainly see it here in the walk you don't want uh, in Ephesians 2.2. 2. In Ephesians 2.10, it's a walk you want uh, to right. walk in Christ. And then in chapter 4, verse 1, as well as in chapter 4, verse 17, again, it is that worthy walk to walk in the Lord. And then we're going to see it a lot uh, in chapter 5, so it is certainly a way of life. Uh, second thing I would note, and um, he gives us, I believe, a pretty good definition of sin. Uh, if you were to just define sin, looking at it in the Greek and what it means, it means missing a mark, to miss the mark. You were, you were aiming for something, you missed it. You didn't come close. And the word trespass, I have the English Standard Version. Does yours use trespass? I have sins? trespass, too. Uh, trespass is synonymous to that. You trespassed, you went beyond a boundary. Uh, you went beyond a set standard. And so that is certainly what sin is. But to me, he gives us five definitions of sin here to really explain it in a deeper, more profound way. Sin is, number one, the way of the world or the course of the world. Mm-hmm. Number two, it is the work of the devil. The devil is involved, and boy, isn't it interesting. Paul does not shy away from mentioning Satan No. Uh, in the book of Ephesians. You see Satan mentioned a lot, and we'll see it certainly when we get to chapter 6. But that is the prince of the power of the air. He, he is in his domain, and like Jesus said, he's the prince of this world. So sin is of the devil. Thirdly, it's disobedience. It's allowing Satan to work in us. It is rebellion against God. It is disobedience. Fourthly, uh, Paul defines it here as a lust 
of the flesh. Boy, that can't be good. That, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, would you say just a carnal appetite, uh, a desire for worldly or affections of the yeah, world yeah, and, that, and things that are sinful? I mean, lust is just an inordinate desire. Mm-hmm. The Lord has created desires in all of us. If we're using it inappropriately, then it becomes lust. And so he's just saying here, uh, there are things which the body, which you can be doing properly, but when you're doing it improperly, that becomes the lust of the flesh. That is that that flesh is driving you in appetites that you should not have according to God. And then the fifth thing that I see in here with the definition of sin, sin is a children of wrath. Uh, not just the idea of a habitual practice like we see in the word walk, but it's one who is doomed to God's wrath. Uh, Cain is mentioned uh, in Scripture as being a, a son of wrath. Uh, you certainly see that in his reaction to Abel uh, and his anger and his wrath there. But sin in no way, shape, or form is glamorized or minimized in any way here by Paul. When he says nature, I think mm-hmm. we have to be a little concerned about that because there are some people who propose that we're uh, born in sin, that we are sinful uh, individuals, uh, people at birth, and so that's why they use that. They say that's what that term nat- nature means there, and it doesn't. That's not mm-hmm. what it's saying at all. Nature there means what are you doing habitually? Yeah. And then you're doing that by nature without even thinking. Uh, that's That becomes then natural to us. So the term nature here is not saying that you were born in sin, that you came out as a sinful being at birth. That's not what's being said here. But it, this is what you are before Christ. But this is what you become. You're, as you're... Uh, becoming older and more mature, you have choices you begin to make. And without Christ, it's almost universal that you make the wrong choices because then that becomes those natural appetites that you just are going to express when there's restrictions to these Mm -hmm. things that the Lord has given. And if you're not understanding restriction then it just becomes a natural thing for you. So without Christ, we're universally going to be people who are doing the wrong thing. And as Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus and speaking to us, this is who you were. That's who you were. This is who you were. It's not who you are now, but it's as if Paul's just kind of reminding us, just so you know, and just so you remember, here's what a life without Jesus looks like. So you need to be filled with as much of the Spirit of Jesus and the Spirit of God that you can because you don't want to go back to that in any way. He's painting a bad picture here. Mm -hmm. And it's never wrong to remind people. Uh, Peter, in his his letter, is saying, as long as I live, in in 2 Peter, as long as I live, I'm going to be... I'm going to be reminding you, even though there are things that you know, I'm still going to remind you because that brings to mind, wow, we were in a bad situation before Christ. It was in a terrible situation. Well, and it's also a great equalizer among all those who are in Christ to be the reminder that all of us 
needed that grace. Uh, in chapter 4, verse 11, he's going to mention all those who kind of have teaching or leadership positions in the body of Christ, whether it's evangelists, prophets, teachers, whatnot. That was all of them as well. Yes. Uh, before That was us as well uh, yeah, that, before Christ. He's talking to the Ephesians here, but I want us to just bring it this to us today. That's who every one of us were before we came into relationship with Christ. And that's where we were headed if we didn't come into this relationship with Christ. And what a powerful and wonderful thing is that we can have a relationship with Christ because that's who we would be. Sons of disobedience. That's, that's a terrible way to describe it. Children of wrath. That's yeah. not a but, but God. Yes. The same people who are worthy of his wrath God says, are also worthy of my love. And that's where we need to take up next week. That's a great thought. <laughs> yes. Don't it's want to a, leave you on a down point, but I think it's important for us yes. to all remember yes. from where you came. But, but God, who is rich in mercy with the great love with which you loved us. He tells us in Romans, God loved us before we changed. He's saying the very same thing here. This is who you were, but because God loved you, All right. He gave you something uh, where you could become new again. All right, you get started. We're not going to get yeah, stopped here. This yeah, is a lot right. going on. We're going to leave it right there for you. Uh, and so I think it's important for us, as Paul is speaking to all of us, remember from where you came. That's not you anymore. That's right. Don't go back there. Remember what the Lord is giving you in Christ and that's where we'll pick it up next week. You got anything And else? he uses the term grace all the way through oh. there because that's exactly what it is. I'll, I'll greatly enjoy talking about yes. grace. Grace. And so that's next week. Thanks so much for joining us. And as always, may we all continue to grow and understand even more fully every day what is the love of Christ and understand the fullness of God of those who live in Christ. God bless you. The Lord is in His holy temple. Again, thanks for listening. If you live in North Central Florida or you're just passing through, we would love to have you visit us at the Glen Springs Road Church of Christ. Also, check out our website, glenspringschurch.com. You can learn more about our church family and how to contact us. Until next time. God bless. Keep silence before.